My name is Bob Babbitt, and welcome to Babbittville Classic Rewind, a collection of my favorite interviews with some of the legends of endurance sports that have aired over the past three decades. I'm hoping you will enjoy these interviews as much as I do. As always, endurance lives here. Hope everybody had a great training and racing weekend. So, Huddle. Yes, Bob. I think uh, we're going to start off, you know, maybe minor league guest. Oh, yeah. Ford Ironman, world champion, Australian Ironman champion. Yeah. And she's won. Champion, champion, champion. I think she's done three Ironman races and won them all. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's I mean, not that's bad. all right. That's not bad. Joining we'll we'll us, have her on the show, I guess. Yeah, what the heck. <laughs> Joining us from <laughs> from a secret training camp in Switzerland. Nice. Yeah, because it's only you and I talking here, Huddle. Nobody listening. That way, nobody she listens can, to that, this. Thing. I know. Well, that she's way, she's going to spill everything. Yeah. And tell us all this deep stuff because right. you know who the heck's going to hear it. Chrissy Wellington, how the heck are you, Chrissy? Hi, thank you for having me on. We, um, I'm <laughs> I'm great. I'm really great. <laughs> Yeah, of course you're great. You're winning everything you do. This is the easiest sport in the world. People are like, oh. No, only three out of three. <laughs> only be three only. out of three. Nice, nice. And it's, it's, it's funny, obviously, because we've gone through your history in the past and an interview after, after you uh, surprised everybody on the planet by winning, winning Ironman. The, the thing that happens is when you win something like Ironman, all of a sudden people notice you. So, so how has uh, how's your life changed since winning this, uh, this Ford Ironman world title last October? Oh, yeah, you know what? It's changed, um, changed so much in, in so, many, so many different ways. Um, it's, been, it's been really amazing since, since last October. A bit of a whirlwind, and it's taken some, some getting used to. But, yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been fantastic. Um, I definitely can't go to races... Um, anymore without people without people knowing knowing who I am I can't slip under the under their radar like I did like I did before um so Australia was was very very different um and you know I'm I'm a lot busier busier than I than I was before um you know meeting lots of uh, lots of different people dealing dealing with sponsors which is um a new thing for me um, but no, it's been it's been absolutely fantastic. But yeah, a bit of a whirlwind. Yeah, I was going to say. I mean, it, you you have this success, and you need sponsors in order to continue to have success because you need the support in order to be able to train at the level that you need to. But at the same time, it's a double edged sword because now you have a lot more commitment. So the way things must be going now compared to where you were last year at this exact same time. Can you just talk about the commitment in terms of hours per week to both training and sponsorship compared to last year? It must be dramatically different. Um, yes, it, it is different, but luckily, I mean, I've got sponsors that don't place too many demands on me, actually. You know, Tier, and um, I did have did have Cervelo last year, um, Oakley and, and, and Blue 70. That, I mean, they're all great, so they don't, they don't really demand that much of my time and I, and I've got a great manager that takes a lot of the pressure off my shoulders and really does allow me to to concentrate on my training but obviously yeah there are there are um additional commitments especially with the media um I'm still doing a lot of interviews but I really I really enjoy doing things like that so I don't see it too much as a as a chore, I, you know, it's my responsibility as a as a as a pro athlete to do that kind of thing, and and I actually do really enjoy it. 
um, it gives me a break from from the training and lets me take my mind off off the pain sometimes. So no, it's, I mean it's 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 enjoyable doing doing the interviews and, and the other work that I have to do. So what, Babbitt, she's what she's saying politely is it's really not a chore to be on with you and I. Right yeah, now. it's a, it, I, mm. the, the deal is <laughs> no, I think it's, that it's okay. What, what's, what's cool with Chrissy is when she came into the sport. I mean, she came from a sort of a philanthropic background. Yeah, uh, working working with different populations and trying to help people out and. In my mind, I look at Chrissy, and she an interview opportunity is, is a way to let people know that this is a sport that other people can get into, and it's a way to touch people's lives. And it seems like even since you've won, what you've done with folks down in the in the Philippines, you guys have a training where you're actually bringing in folks who never would have the opportunity to train at a world-class level. Uh, and they're training with, with your team, correct? Yeah, and that's right. I, I mean, I guess I, I see myself as, as having two jobs, like being the best athlete that I can be is 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 one of my jobs. But you know the the other the other part is being the role model and and the ambassador for the sport that I would want to see. You know, as a kid, I had I had role models and, and and people in and out of sport that I looked up to, and I think it's important for me now to be to be that person that other people can look to for encouragement and for inspiration. Um, so yeah, so I guess that that's two of my that that's my my two two roles as it as it were, and and I think that's why it's so important for me to to, to do the interviews, to be approachable and and, and visible to people, um, so that I can play play that second role as as well as um, you know fulfilling my my own dream as as an athlete. But yeah, no, what we're doing in the Philippines is is absolutely great. There's there's some really talented athletes. There, so we're working both at the grassroots level to identify, you know, younger children that perhaps can be uh, developed into into professional athletes, but also working with the Filipino, some of the Filipino national team to, you know, improve improve their their swim, bike, and run, and, and really put them into position, put them in a position so that they can challenge on on the world stage, which I think they can do. Chrissy, how often do the athletes um, from T from TBB um, interact with the younger kids of the Philippines, you know, these grassroots programs that, that you guys have started, which is such a great thing, such a great idea for kids who basically, it sounds like, wouldn't have the ability to, to do it without, you know, the support that you guys are bringing. How, how often are you guys doing clinics or what have you? Oh, well, we, we were in the Philippines from um, early February and until um, just a couple of weeks ago, actually, and they train uh, the, the Filipino athletes actually train with us on a on a on a daily basis. We don't do every session with them. We do. Um, they're in the pool usually when when we are in the pool, and they're often on. Uh, they often do the same rides as us, and they'll be on the track at the same the same time that we are so we're interacting with them on a daily basis and not only in training you know a, a lot of us act as mentors to to some of them so that we've got that um you kind of you know kind of mentoring guiding role that that we play as well out of out of training to help them um understand what it takes to be a professional athlete um so yeah, so we get a, we get a lot of interaction with 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 the with the individual athletes, and I I sponsor um, 
one of those, a, a guy called August, who I think has got tremendous potential. He's their national duathlon champion, and I'm really enjoying, you know, playing a small part in, in helping him kind of fulfill his dreams. Now, is he there at your training camp in Switzerland? No, he's he's still in, in, in Philippines. Cubic Bay. Gotcha. In, in the Philippines. I mean, there's there's also financial considerations, sure. cultural considerations, you know, that need to be taken into account if you're going to move some of these athletes out of the Philippines. And I think for this year, we thought that it's best that he gets those three months with us, you know, the start of the year, and then spends uh, the summer away from us but continues the program. And um, my coach is continuing to to coach him from from a distance and then we'll be back there um prior to hawaii um for our warm weather camp so then we'll, you know we'll be able to 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 train with him again uh, and the other and the other filipino athlete right you know Huddle, what i was going to say is it i don't know if there are i mean obviously we have a, we have a fair number of professional triathletes around but is there another team at the level of TBB that's basically going, you know, training in the Philippines, training in Thailand, training in Switzerland. I mean, uh, Chrissy, what are you guys doing in Switzerland right now? How many athletes are there and, and how involved the training camp is it? Um, there's about, um, I think about 15 of us, 18 of us here at the moment. You know, people come and go. They're, right. they're racing in different different places at different times. But the majority of us are, are here right now here right now and we'll be here right through to the end of october uh, sorry end of august aside from from the four that are going to going to the olympics and they'll be leaving here at the end of end of july but yeah no there's a there's a really great group of people here and i'm 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 enjoying it so much and, it, and it's wonderful to have such a good group of people to train with um and to socialize with as well hey um one of the things that's interesting me um, in having following your blog is you talk about having a niggly hammy, a, um, a sore or, you know, just a hamstring that you've been having to contend with since Ironman Australia, and it still seems like it's bugging you um, as of the 19th of May. Um, how, how is that going, and is that, is that a result? Because I'm guessing with um, one Ironman Hawaii um, last year, you didn't have the amount of volume in your legs and in your body that you now have having, you know, done Hawaii and then trained for this coming season and already done an Ironman, a World Cup, and going into Frankfurt now. Yeah, I mean, last year I had I had niggles too. It says people didn't know about them because they didn't know about me. Right, um, exactly. It's not like this is, a, this is the first, you know, I didn't even want to call it an injury, but it's not the first niggle I've ever had. You know, sure. last year I did have different injuries and, and and we dealt we dealt with them but i think it's just because this is the first one i've had in in the public eye that right you know that people have, have become more more aware of it but yeah i mean since since australia my, my hamstrings been been hurting me a little bit but i'm actually um it's actually getting a lot better brett's had me wear <laughs> had me running around in uh, neoprene shorts and then at night i wear uh, cling film, put green clay on it, and wrap cling film around my leg. So, just trying to um, keep that inflammation down. Yeah, exactly. I hope it's not some kind of 
kinky fetish thing. Yeah, that's pretty cool, yeah, though. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen that stuff yeah, on, in the movies. More, it's, it's pretty more cool. It's compression and, and, sure and it is. to you know reduce the inflammation. Yeah. But it's really doing the trick. I'm getting I'm getting regular massage and and feeling feeling a whole lot better. I had a great track session this week that showed me that I'm back to back to running running form and, and there's no been no pain since then so hopefully it's on the men that's looking good for for Germany how how difficult was it to go from from Ironman training and racing and then stepping into a World Cup you know in in late April only a few weeks after um, Ironman Australia how, how much of a rude awakening was that Oh, incredibly rude. Yeah. <laughs> Those guys go fast. Um, that swim know, is a little brutal. I wanted to, wanted to do a World Cup. It was it, That was my initial dream. So right. to be able to get a start was, was fantastic. And I didn't want to give up that opportunity, even though it was only a couple of weeks after, after Ironman Australia. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a totally different kettle of fish, and it was, you know, a bit of a baptism of fire for me. But, you know, I learned so much from from doing the race. It wasn't my finest hour um, in terms of position. Right. Um, and I think I, I definitely was still carrying a bit of, you know, tiredness from, from the Ironman and, and, and the traveling too. Um, but, you know, that said, you have you have good races and, and you have bad races. And, and I learned so much from from doing that race and have much more respect i think for, <laughs> for the short course athletes because uh you know the the speed that some of them you know swim by can run is absolutely phenomenal it's pretty amazing um, and that swim goes out yeah. that swim is crazy it, yeah it was crazy it was cold and it was crazy um i don't think i ever recovered from that but no it was it was a good race um but i think it it definitely um confirmed to me that that my talents lie in 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 the longer distance i think we always enjoy what what we're good at and i seem to be better at the moment at the at the longer distance but you know it takes a totally different skill set i think to be to be good at, at the short course and I don't think that it's beyond me to learn those skills especially on the bike you know right. the cornering and and the more technical skills that I think that I lack um so I'd never say that I would never go back to do to do a world cup and to do it competitively but for now I think I, I'm much better off focusing on, on the longer course. Babbitt, I think you and I have talked about that with Mark Allen and some of the guys from the days of Dave Scott and Mark. Who did it when all. They were doing it all. Right. And, uh, Chrissy, do you feel like there is a means to an end to be had by doing short course racing for part of a season and then turning your attention back to the long distance? Or do you feel like those days are over and may maybe in the case of you and the current crop of Ironman athletes that you have to sort of be much more focused on Ironman distance and volume or would it would it benefit you at some point in a given season to turn your attention to short stuff and let go of this long training? Um, I don't think my training at the moment is drastically different from what it was last year when I was training in inverted commons as a short course athlete. Right. Um, yeah. Some athletes, I think, need a larger volume of training, and and they're they're a lot more suited to that. I I don't need the the volume that that other athletes in in the squad seem to so my training isn't drastically different from a lot of the short course athletes um 
So I think I could probably turn my turn my hand to both. But like I said, I I do think you need a different set of skills, and I don't have. I especially don't have the technical skills on the bike at the moment, I think, to be able to be competitive you know, what's, what's... At, at that distance. But I think that there are benefits in being sure. able to race long, even if you are a, a short course athlete. It's, it's, fun to, it's fun to mix it up. Belinda Granger showed that. She came second at, at the recent um, ITU points race in, in the Philippines against a, a, you know, a, tough, a tough field. And then and then went out and did a half Ironman right. a couple of weeks later, you know. So mixing it up keeps it keeps it interesting. You know, it's interesting. As well. So I don't think just because you're a long course athlete precludes doing short course. What's What's interesting, Chrissy, is that I think there's a perception, and maybe it's misperception, that uh, that Brett Sutton, who's obviously uh, an, an amazingly successful coach, that he sort of has this template that I'm just going to pile miles on these people and pile speed and distance and the the best people are going to be able to handle it and are going to go dominate and other people are just going to not be able to handle it and they'll be they'll be gone. But it sounds like that, that the <laughs> training that the training is very individualized for each of the athletes he works with. Yeah, I mean, we love people having that perception because they think that yeah. <laughs> going, uh, Brett's smashing us yeah. absolutely every single day. Right. I mean, we train incredibly hard. The training's, you know, very difficult, and he demands a lot from us. But you're right, it's very individualized, and what suits one athlete doesn't suit another. And I think we chatted about this last time. Yeah last time I spoke to you and that's what attracted me to Brett you know people had this perception of him as a high volume you know throw the athletes against the wall and if one of them smashes went well you know oh dear or we'll pick another one right and and it's not like that at all and um if anything I think he reins me in I have a tendency to to do too much and to push myself too far um, and he's the one that reins me in and says, no, you're not doing a three-hour run, you're only doing a two-hour run. No, you're not doing a five-hour ride, you're only doing a three-and-a-half-hour ride. Whereas other athletes, you know, Belinda or Hillary or some of the other girls, will be doing, you know, that that um, larger volume right. of training. But that's because that suits... That works that well suits for them. them. So, no, what I do like about Brett is it is all tailored to the individual. Right. Chrissy, um... You're going into Ironman Germany and Frankfurt now, and that, at least on certainly on the men's side, and I would guess it's the same on the women's side, has been compared to the other big Ironman, the other Ironman that has close to not and no Ironman has the pressure of Hawaii, but it has close probably the next highest level of pressure, simply because it's always been perceived as the German national championship. You have German men and women who want to win that race more than any other except maybe for Hawaii. How much how much does that impact your energy and your you know what some people refer to as their racing energy for the end of the year? I mean, are you are you do you have enough in you or do you feel like an any athlete has enough in them to win to win both and to confidently be able to go and peak for this race and then go to Hawaii and peak for that race in the same year? Um you know, when Brett and I at the start of the season sat down and planned the races, we planned them so I'd be in peak condition for each of the three races. 
So I haven't favoured one over the other. I aim to be the fittest I can possibly be on the start line in each of the three races. And that's why they're, they're spread out the way they were. That's why I chose the races, you know, that I did. Um, with regards to Germany, I'm just so excited about about doing the race. It's going to be a fantastic atmosphere. There's some, you know, great competitors on the boys and and the women's side. I mean, I hear about the the half a million spectators that line the course, and that's that's going to be absolutely fantastic. And to top it all off, my parents are going to come and watch. It'll be the first race they've ever seen me in. So I think that's going to give me um, an added incentive to do to do really well. So it's the first time your parents will, will have watched you race a triathlon? Yeah. Wow. The first time they watched me, I was wear- it was in 2005, and I was wearing a borrowed wetsuit, and I got in the water, and I sank because I couldn't lift my arms out of the water, and I had to be rescued by a kayaker. So that was the only time that they uh, <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait, that's wait a minute. That's wait a minute. We, 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 we have to go deeper into that one. You, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. You are well, First the, of all, where was that? Yeah, where is this race that you got rescued? Well, that was the famous infamous reddit super sprint in the uk is actually it was actually in that year our national sprint championships so i got back from from nepal and and borrowed a bike and borrowed a wetsuit um neither of which fitted me very well and, and <laughs> it was a, a deep water start and i got in and i thought oh, this doesn't doesn't feel that and you know was splashing around a little bit thinking oh it'll be okay once the race starts and then I started and and the wetsuit flooded and I literally couldn't lift my arms out of the water (laughs) Um, I love that and and nearly sank so uh, yeah I, I did get towed to the the side by, a, by, by the that, that has got to be one of the best pieces of news I for love all the a lot of age groups and first time oh, you know triathletes out there to know that Chrissy Wellington Ironman champion the Ironman <laughs> champion got rescued from a triathlon and that was not your first triathlon I take it no, it wasn't. Actually, that was only about two years ago. It was two thousand six, I think. Two thousand six. That, that is two years that ago. Is classic. Two years ago. That, that is was. awesome. And my parents have never, never come and watched I, I can, can't I blame them. They're like, uh, I'm counting the heads, and I don't see my daughter. <laughs> and is that her hanging on that kayak? So, she told me she yeah. was really good at this sport. <laughs> so, so Chrissy, nice. does do the folks in Frankfurt know this? Do we have extra lifeguards standing <laughs> by for you? I mean, yeah, I, I hope so. Maybe they'll make me wear a different color swimming hat so they can uh, they can rescue me when I start. We'll get you. A, we'll get air. you a swim buddy. <laughs> We have swim buddies out here for people who are a little scared in the water. So we'll get you a swim yeah. buddy. Get you a swim water buddy. wings. Maybe you should have some water oh. wings. <laughs> now, that my swimming's come on a little bit since then. That <laughs> is hilarious. That is a good story. That is a I like good that story. One. I like that one a lot. <laughs> well, you know what's interesting, Chrissy? We've had uh, Chris McCormick on here a number of times. And one of the things that he realized to win the Ironman, uh, and this actually came from Mark Allen. Mark said, Chris, you can't be fit all year long. You can't be fit in Australia for Australian Ironman, be fit in Ger- for Germany, and still be fit in- and peak again for Kona. So Chris would win Australia, and then he would basically not do structured workouts through Germany, through the road race, and win that a little bit overweight, and then he'd get fit again for Kona. But Brett feels that you can you can peak three different times during the same season. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. is that? Do you yeah. think? Do you think that's a gender-specific thing? Do you feel like that's you know? Women are when tougher. You, when you they look can at, handle. Well, yeah. when you look historically, 
There, you know, Paula when, could do Paula it all or Aaron. There's yeah. a lot of women who did that. No right. problem. They were winning every single time, and they seemed like they were on top of it every single time. Yeah, that's true. I think women are just tougher. Is that what, you, what you'd say, Chrissy? Oh, I, I definitely, definitely think we're the tougher, tougher <laughs> sex. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know if it's a gender-specific thing. Um, you know, I, I think he just looks at me and 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 sees what what my limits right. are, and others others in in the in the squad are, are racing a lot more than me and and are doing and are doing Hawaii, so. And, and I think that they expect to, to to be at their best at each of those those races too. Um, but no, I, th- I think that we thought together that three was was um, a good number of Ironman for me to to be competitive at um, in, in one in one year. Um, I'll also do other races. Like I'm, I think I'm going to do Alp d'Huez as well, which is almost the equivalent um, of an Ironman. When is um, that race? Not in distance and difficulty. When is that race? Uh, that's right at the end of July. Also, oh, right after the tour. Yep. Yeah, cool. Very nice. And then, uh, what about races between that time and Hawaii? Or will that be focused on training for Hawaii? No, I think we're looking for a couple of one, perhaps two seventy point threes, maybe one seventy point three in the U.S. Um, if we can find one. Right around the end of August, but we haven't really decided too much yet. I think we we'll just look to look to Germany and then and then make a plan. Do you do you that. do you do other training aside from swim, biking, and running? Are you are you in the gym? Are you doing any yoga? Are you doing any sort of core strength stuff? Any other? Um, mud wrestling. Yeah, mud karate. wrestling. Oh, I, I yeah. do it all. Yeah. Ballet, Cage match. Really? Trampolining. You know, nice. Oh, you should see me on the high, high wire. I nice. would dig it. Trapeze. <laughs> Love no, that. I little Cirque du Soleil. I do some strength stuff. I do some um, some push-ups um, and um, step-ups, but n- nothing, no, nothing too too much. So, yeah, but you, so know, Huddle, you know where this is leading. Huddle's going to so ask Chrissy, this. Chrissy, Chrissy, I have a question for you. He asks every guest. Well, this is important because it allows us to compare athletes across a broad spectrum of sport. You want to see where she ranks with Titan? Uh, right. The how, guy, yeah. Chrissy, the question is how much can you bench? Does she bench? I've never... She'll um, never bench. Come this. on, you're a competitive athlete. You've been in a gym. I know you've gotten there with your buddies <laughs> and gone. How much can you do? I can do more than that. How much can you bench? Be honest. It's okay. When you were in the Paul, no one's listening. When you were, when you were Paul, how many how many of those Sherpas could you lift? Yeah. How much do you think you could um, bench? She doesn't know how to. Yeah, come uh, on. I reckon I could carry one under each arm. Okay. One Sherpa. The, the equivalent of two Sherpas, whatever See? that is. Told you. <laughs> she can do two Sherpas. Okay, no, I've never, I've never actually yeah. been in the gym and, 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 and bench press. Okay, well, here. How many? The boss doesn't when you, like it. When you so. do, yeah, about, you yeah, do, do, you push-ups. do push-ups. Yes, and yes. do you do boy-style push-ups, or do you do the girl ones where you're sort of from, from your knees, or are you on your toes and in plank position and doing a full push-up? A real push-up. I'm all boy. She's all but okay. I, I, and I do them on my knuckles. And how many of those can you do, sister? Without collapsing. Yeah. I, I do ten. I do sets of ten. All right. Now here's a really good question: How much do you weigh um, when doing these ten push-ups? Oh, that's a good point, huh? Yeah. See. Yeah, so you see? can push up. How see? much she's pushing up? Okay. Yeah. Bench pressing. I get yeah, it. Okay. okay. How much? 
How much do I weigh on the scales? Yeah. yeah. Um, in about pounds. About 50 kg. I knew she was going to say kgs. That of kills course. me. I don't know. What, what, it's 2.2, do I uh, think, isn't it? And, um, so she's about 126 pounds. Yeah, 126-ish. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. she's pushing to 130. That's good. That's she's good. She's pressing okay, so 130 could, on her knuckles. She could probably easily bench 100 pounds. You're benching. That's pretty darn good, That's I'd great. Say. Yeah. Is it? Oh, yeah. absolutely. How do I weigh against everyone else? Well, Titan, the guy who's on, there's a guy on American Gladiators. He benches 600 pounds, so you're a little shy of that. But he could take 40 Sherpas. But you're charm. you're wiry, so yeah, that, you could probably and he couldn't catch but you. But can he? Uh, he might not be able to swim bike and mm, run though. No, nah, I doubt it. But yeah. you can't swim either, so that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> you, <laughs> you already, got, you already <laughs> got rescued. <laughs> you already got rescued. You're rescued by a kayak during a triathlon, not just out training, but during a race when your parents were there. To watch, thinking you're going to win the race, and you're sitting in the kayak on the side of the trail. I love uh, that. That is awesome. That's classic. Uh, so, so Chrissy, I mean, I look at your your first, basically first pro. It's not your first pro year. First pro year is sort of in the Ironman world. First pro year in the public eye. Yeah. Uh oh, did we lose you? Oh, Chrissy. We just got uh, come back. Of tone. We've got to call her back. We'll call her back then, Babbitt. You know why? Because we've got Jack, the man. Jack, the man. Let me give you a phone number, Jack. Here you go, Jack. We can do this. We and Babbitt, in the meantime, this. we can keep talking. A huddle. I guess we can't. Yeah, we can. We can? Sure, we're still right. on. It, uh, he's just waiting for a little phone number for us while we're doing this. I love the fact she got rescued. That's pretty cool. Uh, that's amazing. Um, that has got to make a lot of age group athletes very happy to know that an Ironman world champion. Oh, look at Now oh, you're going to try and show Jack your chicken scratch. He and because he, he is that. the king. Jack is the king. Jack can he handle this. He can decipher Babbitt's handwriting. Love that. See? Got that? All right. So we we're think. calling her back. Don't don't worry. Jack's on the on the job. So, I, so Babbitt, know, what do you think about all the racing? What I, mean, I was just about Iron to Man say, I was training. about to say she did three Ironman in eight months. Yeah. Yeah. And won them all. Yeah. That's a lot of Ironman racing. It and then, then she's doing, you know, then the third one was Australia, and she's going to do two more. So she's basically going to Well, like five. I said, Frankfurt is not, it's not Australia. Can we go in here? Do we have Chrissy back? Hi, sorry. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> All of a sudden, we're like talking. We're like, I know. I'm like, Babbitt, <laughs> I told Babbitt you offended her. I did. I did. <laughs> it's like she hung up. I sorry. said she couldn't swim. I hurt her feelings. No, so Chrissy, <laughs> so Chrissy, we, what we were, was about to say, your first basically full year as an Ironman athlete, you do three Ironman races in a, in a year, uh, actually in less than a year, in eight months, and you win all three of them, and now you're doing another two uh, and besides those. So you can have five Ironmans in the first, what, year and a half or so? Yeah. Um, do, you, do you see this as, okay, I'm going to be doing this sport for five years, and I think I can handle you know, three Ironmans a year, or is it, hey, I'm just going to take this year by year, see how I feel, and maybe I'll adapt and go back to two Ironmans rather than three? Um, yeah, I think it's the latter. I, I'll, I'll take it year by year. Okay. And and see you know see how I I recover. It's still very much a learning process for me, a learning process for for, for Brett. Yeah. Um. You know, and and for my manager and my and, and my sponsors. So we've we've just got to got to see how it goes. And um, I think as long as I'm able to to train and and to perform, and that I'm most of all enjoying it, then then I will I'll I'll carry on. But. But yeah, no. My, obviously, I expect my my body to change and my recovery ability. You know, my ability to recover to you know to differ as I as I get older. But 
you know, I, I, I don't want to make too many plans, but I definitely intend to be around for a little while. A little while, yeah. Chrissy, you, you strike me as somebody who um, is got a really... Um well, you're, you're, you're obviously very smart, very well-spoken. You've had a, a big background, a big, a big educational background. You've been involved in other things other than triathlon, which, which is great. For, it's great, but, it, but it's also very different to what a lot of our top professional men and women are when they're at the top of the sport. They've had to be basically professionals for the whole way along right, and right. Not, not have as varied a background. So I, I just wonder how long... Ironman and Ironman training can hold your interest. I mean, I see you as somebody who is like, all right, I've won enough of these. Now I'm going to go like Sebco and be in Parliament, and then I'm going to be the Prime Minister. I'll be the next Iron Lady. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? You just no, sounds right. like, I mean, I, I, I see you as... If someone is going to go, wrong? oh my God, I'm going to go do another 100-mile <laughs> exactly. bike ride. It's like you're going to get you're going to get to the 10th Ironman and go, that's enough. All right, now I'm going to go to Parliament yeah, and make I'm some off. big changes in the I'm world. I'm going to go cycle touring or something. Yeah. <laughs> Tour de France, yeah. No, I mean, I, yeah, I haven't followed a stereotypical path, but really? I mean, in, in many ways, I've been training for Ironman all my life, just not not in triathlon. You know, um, that's absolutely you know, the true. The different things that I yep. do, you know, I've been doing, and I, I'm happy that I only started the sport late. I, yeah. I think that it gives me um, perspective and, and maybe a, a freshness that I wouldn't have had if I'd have started it earlier. I. I think looking at it as having two jobs helps me, uh, helps keeps it interesting for me. And I really do see um, the wider benefits aside from just the winning, you know, or, or, or um, placing well in, in races and, and the money, um, but also the opportunities that I do have um, to to inspire and, and encourage and mentor other people, and that really does help drive me. And I, I mustn't lose that um, lose that bigger that bigger picture and, and the bigger opportunity that I do that I do have. So I think even if you know I get tired of racing, I'll still be in the sport and and focusing very much on on the kind of latter aspect of it you know of it all um but no i i really can't see in the next few years me getting getting bored of doing this i'm i'm loving it as you know more and more as each week goes you know goes by um and 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 each each race i do i'm making you know making more friends and and learning learning more about about the sport and I'm and I'm really in, I'm really enjoying that and coupled with the fact I get to travel I get to meet people um it's it's really fantastic and it's opening doors to me that I never really thought would would ever exist so I'm just trying to seize every opportunity and and see it all as see it all as an opportunity you, you know what's interesting um, Huddle is I, I see uh uh, Chrissy, you, you did have such a varied background where you were up in Nepal and you were working at a camp here in the States uh, wearing your beaver shirt. And, you know, you, so you had such a very. I'm assuming that you've probably gotten some pretty funny calls and emails from, is this the same Chrissy Wellington who was up in Nepal <laughs> with me? Actually. Is this the same gal who was One like a... One of my friends from Beaver. <laughs> some of your friends from Beaver, yeah. One of my friends from Beaver contacted me. A guy from Canada that I met when I was in Indonesia. Yeah. Indonesia contacted me. People from school. Yeah. Um, 
and you know, and then I get a lot of a lot of um, people within the sport, you know, emailing me and sending me messages, and I try and respond to to, to everyone if I can because right. I I always feel really touched when people take the time to email me, you know, kind of personal personal yeah. message. But no, I have been contacted from a lot of people. They've they've, they've all come out of the woodwork. I, I thought that would be like I can imagine somebody going. Well, I knew a girl at, <laughs> when I was at, at Beaver Camp. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Beaver, I remember her. I remember her. I can't believe that. She couldn't swim then. She couldn't swim at all. And she yeah, won the Ironman. How think. about the guy in the kayak? The guy in the kayak's going, wait, there was a girl. She had Wellington across her ass. I remember that. We pulled her out of the water. And, wait, she just won the Ironman? <laughs> yeah, the lifeguard. <laughs> Lifeguard's going, what? What's there is up? no way that girl no way. Her, not without a wetsuit. No. We th- we're going to put her out there as a buoy. She was totally filled up with water and air. We thought for sure we're going to put her out there. That is wild. So, so Chrissy, are you finding are you finding at times the the amount of training and then the amount of email? You know, when you get so tired as an athlete from you know a big block of training, it must be difficult sometimes to then flip on the computer and have a hundred email messages, everybody wanting a response. Or are you are you pretty good with that, and it's it's not that big a deal? No, it's not that it's not that big a deal. Um, I mean, it's it's not unmanageable. And like I said, um, my manager does take a lot of a lot of the pressure off in in you know in terms of sorting out the kind of contractual aspects, um, the finance financial right. aspects of 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 my life. So so that's good because I was never very good at that anyway. Um, so I leave I leave that all to him and no it's not it's not a hassle and it's not a chore and if I saw it as that I think it would all get on top of me so so I don't and it I see it as not like I said like a, it's it's an opportunity and um so everybody you know, who's I, listening I, right now, Bob, should yes. go ahead and send Chrissy an email. Yeah, we'll give her address yeah. as soon as, as, soon as the show's <laughs> over. We'll, we'll, we'll put that out on, on, on the website. shouldn't be a problem. So, so Chrissy, after basically uh, having you know, a phenomenal race, first time out in Kona, and, and not really knowing the course, you really, really hadn't spent any time there. You'd ridden on what, the bike course a little bit. But w- how fast do you think you could go there? you have any idea, or do you even think about that? Um, I don't really set myself those kind of time time goals. Uh-huh. I think I can go faster than I did last year. Right. Um, in all of the three disciplines, um, but particularly the swim. Um, so, so yeah. I, I, can I'd you break like the course that, record? That Come this on. This year, I'd, I'd I'd go faster, but you can, you know, you can't control you know certain things what other people do and 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 the conditions and the heat so i just i just want to race the best possible race that i can and that doesn't mean trying to break any you know any time records um it just just means going out there and giving it absolutely everything everything i've got but yeah no it'd be absolutely great if i if i um could 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 smash a few could smash a few records but no that's not that's not the that's not the objective that's not the objective but if it happens it's but if, not if a bad the conditions thing if it happens it would be good there you go there you go 
So, so Chrissy, when it seems like when you go into a race, and that you know, granted, we, we've only seen you race a few times so far, but it seems like when you go into a race, you're going in with your own plan and sticking to that. In Australia, Kate Major goes by, you simply go, that's too fast for me, and then 160K later, you're, you're going by her. Is that going to change in Hawaii? I mean, like you said, now you're, you're a marked person, and, and you know who the other players are, and they know who you are. Are you going to be worrying about where other people are at different points in the race, or are you simply approaching it like you've approached it so far, and that is to give your best shot on the day in each discipline? Yeah, it's it, it's it's going to be that. I mean, I'm just gonna I'm going to be conscious of of more people because I like you said I know who people are and I know their strengths and their weaknesses a hell of a lot more than I than I did last year. Um, but ultimately. I, I need to go at, at the pace that I feel I am comfortable racing and that I can sustain for the long haul and, and I know what that feels like. And if you know, if I feel that someone is going is going too fast then yeah, I would I would have to let them go and and stay calm and have confidence in the fact that I often feel stronger in the latter half of the bike and then once I get onto the run. So I think it's yeah, it's all about confidence in in your own ability, and yeah, trying to keep focused on on your on your own race plan, and not not be too distracted by what everyone else is doing. But yeah, now of course I will be aware of 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 more of the others this year, and definitely respectful of of who they are and and and, and what they can do. And, and you'll you'll know how that curly haired girl, that's Kate Major, and that other girl in the pink, I think that's McKeeley Jones. You'll know some of their names and stuff. I might, yeah, I might know, might know <laughs> their names. But you know, there can be some, some that come out of the woodwork. Like right, like you, last yeah. year. So it's not, yeah, it, I'm not going to discount Anybody. anyone. And, yeah. and I think there can be a few, definitely be a few more surprises this this year. So you know, it's not only the big names that we all we all have to have to watch out for. I think I need to. No, there's a lot of good folks. To be respectful of all, all the girls that are on the start line, hey? Because yeah, any one of them could pull a good race out of the back. Chrissy, one of the things that we talked with Chris McCormick about in his last interview and that we've actually we've talked about every year when we cover that race is how hard it is to defend in Hawaii. And if you look at it historically, there are not very many athletes who have been able to defend. I think the last was Tim DeBoom on the men's side. Um, and Natasha. It, you'll women, you'll yeah. have some some inkling of you know the obligations race week when you go to frankfurt i'm sure i'm sure you'll have some some press related obligations etc but it seems like for a defending champion in kona and i think norman was a classic example of this when he defended the first time of how much different it is going to that race having won it the year before than it was you know coming in as as somewhat of an unknown how do you feel you know that's going to go are you, have you been thinking about that have you and Brett talked about that is that something that you intend to you know consciously address in how you approach the race this year and the week before the event I mean it's something that I've definitely I definitely am factoring in Australia gave me a taster and like you said I think Germany definitely <laughs> will too um, but they're not going to be on the scale that, that Hawaii is and, and I've got to um, expect that, and, and like you said, and factor it in. But that this is all part of me being a proper professional 
triathlete, you know, is dealing dealing with this, and it's whether I whether I can deal with it that will be the make the make or break. Um, but you know, we just have, need to have a clear plan, a clear agenda, um, and that's you know that's the way I like to operate. I just need to, need to have everything organised, and if it's organised, I know where I've got to be. Um, and when I've got to be there, then 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 I, I don't find it too difficult to cope with, and hopefully I can then go go and hide away or uh, and do and do my training. But I, I appreciate that I'm going to have obligations, and I'm going to enjoy, you know, doing those various different commitments and, and meeting all the people that that I want to meet and speaking to the people I want to speak to. But hopefully. You know, people will also be respectful of the fact that I need my own time and I need my rest. Sure. And, and I and I think that I think that they will. Um, but yeah, no, I, I need to to make sure that I have uh, have a plan to to deal with that, and I, I'll have a good team around me to make sure that it that it all goes smoothly, and I and I know where where I've got to be and and when. Uh, Chrissy, everything has happened so fast. You you go. You know, Korea, and you win there. You go to Kona, win there. You go to Australia, win there. Are did any of this surprise you? I mean, obviously, you're a very confident <laughs> woman, someone who's who's you know, who's sort of blazed her own path uh, through life and gone and done the things that you felt were the right thing to do. And you come into this sport and start dominating. Is is this surprised surprised you? And it, 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 and how did it surprise you? It. It blew me away. Um, you know, someone asked me in an interview the other day, "What did you think when I, when you were running down the Leahy Drive?" And you know, what was going through my mind is, "How on earth have I done this? What on earth have I done?" And you know, I, I just, I could not believe what what I'd achieved, and it, and it continues to surprise me because I always think, you know, I'm good, but I'm not that good. You know, there's so many people that are, that are better yeah. than me, and. Um, Obviously not. I, <laughs> Evidently not. Yeah. <laughs> it might be. Well, we'll see. But yeah, no. It's, it it continues. It continues to to surprise me, and I still have to to pinch myself to to believe that it that it has happened and that it that it is happening. But you know, like anyone, I have I have good ba- good days and and bad days, and there'll there'll come a time where I where I'll have you know bad races and. You know, I've got to learn learn to deal with them. I'm not I'm not superhuman, and I'm, you know, gonna gonna fail, and I'm gonna succeed. And I, you know, I I hope that I I can learn from from both you know both of those. But yeah, no, the successes do do surprise me, and I uh, I really cannot believe what what has <laughs> happened in, in the past year. Did Did your coach Did Brett Sutton believe in you before you believed in you? Um, I don't want to put words into his mouth, um, yeah. but yes, I mean, from what he's he's said yeah. when he, he first saw me, he he knew that I I had potential, I guess, without yeah. wanting to sound arrogant. And from what other people have said, that he said, you know, there there was definitely something in me that that he saw, um, but. I know that he was concerned that although perhaps I had the physical ability that my I wasn't mentally strong enough to uh to succeed. Hmm. And I think we did a lot of work last year to make me more 
structured in my thought to make me more confident, to give me self-belief, um, and to make me focus <laughs> on the task at hand rather than trying to do a million and one things at once like I, like I used to do. And that was more important, I think, than, than any of the, the physical training that we did was was the mental training so yeah i think i think brett had definitely had belief in in my physical ability but i think he he had concerns about whether i was mentally fit for the job <laughs> in in hawaii last year when we watched you go through that race you know when when you appeared on the bike and then all the way through the run you didn't strike me as sort of you know, when you talk about the mental side, you didn't strike me as a Mark Allen in the seriousness and the focusedness of it. Obviously, you had to be to to do what you did, but you just seemed so happy, breezy, go lucky, like it was the easiest thing in the world. How difficult was it throughout that day? And and was there that mental focus that you're talking about right now? How much of that came into that race? Because man, it just looks you know, so easy. It, it's never it's never easy and um although i might have given off the impression with my smile that it that it was easy it it most certainly wasn't um but i was comfortable for much of the race um and that allowed me um i guess the opportunity to be able to to smile a little bit more but um i think going into the race the the mental strength was uh was something that i drew heavily on and that i give a lot of credit to 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 brett for um for getting me to the race um in in the strongest possible mental state that that i could be and he was you know he was the one that said you know don't defer to anyone and go in and, and race your own race and didn't put any pressure on me and you know i'm very grateful to him you know for that and for giving me that kind of perspective and an attitude and i think that i carried that through into the race although it was tremendously important to me um i I don't think I I put that weight of pressure on my on my shoulders that I otherwise might have done. But in terms of focus during the race, oh, I mean I was incredibly focused. I might have been outwardly happy, but inside I you know you know it's very calculating and, and you know very structured. Um, and yeah, and you're very focused. But I did allow myself to enjoy it. As well, as well you as well you did. <laughs> Hey, uh, Chrissy, we want to thank you for taking so much time and chatting with Huddle and I. Enjoy your camp in Switzerland. And, and uh, how much longer will you be in Switzerland? Um, until I'm in Germany. Until now. Germany, wow. Yeah, so I'll be here another another four weeks and then then go to Germany and, and race my socks off there. Love it. Hey, thanks again yeah, for thank taking you very much. Chrissy, love chatting with you. Keep doing what you're doing and uh, give our thank best you. to Brett and the rest of your team. Thank you so much, and good luck to everyone out there in, in, the, in their forthcoming races. And I'll see everyone in Germany and in Hawaii. All right. All right. Chrissy Wellington, 2007 Thanks, Ford Ironman World Champion. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of Babbittville Classic Rewind. And don't forget to check out our huge library of interviews with the most decorated triathletes in history on Breakfast with Bob.
Will ask me what I want to be And I will say I will be